Hello. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Heather Jean here. I am joined by Maggie Periton. I'm so excited. Maggie is a business and leadership coach and helps women entrepreneurs to grow their online business and service mm -hmm. businesses. And and Maggie has a very similar background to myself with corporate leadership experience. And so I'm so excited to be able to chat today with Maggie, get to know her more and, and hear her story and also to find out about her services because, you know, in Confidence Through Cabaret, we, we love a collaboration. So helping people find what it is that they need to be able to grow and, and to be able to follow their passions. So all things confidence. So welcome, Maggie. Thank you, Heather. Thank you for having me. I'm really Really excited to be here. Yes, and you're coming to us from Toronto, Ontario, Canada. Yes, yes I am. <laughs> yes, love a fellow Canadian. Love a fellow Canadian. I'm in the UK, but I'm from Vancouver, so I'm a so I'm a West Coaster. Yeah. <laughs> So, so it's always good to talk to another Canadian. Um, and, and actually, I'm told that my accent changes depending on who I'm talking to. Funny. You know what? It's funny because you mentioned Ontario and Quebec with such an ease. I'm like, wow, you know yeah. what it is? And you're saying, I had yeah. that thought, you know? Yeah. Like, yeah. I have a son who lives in Nova Scotia and uh, and a son who's lived in Vancouver for years. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm totally I'm still I'm still very Canadian. <laughs> yes. So 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 you are a business and leadership coach helping women entrepreneurs to grow their online service businesses. What does that mean exactly, Maggie? What does that mean? So I would tell you what that means through my coaching model, because it can oh, mean great. many different things for many different people. But I develop a coaching model that really allows my clients to be successful in business. Because as he said, like I help service-based women entrepreneurs. So if you think about it, you know, they might be web designers, they might be VAs, they might be tutors whatever, social media managers. So they start their business because of their passion, right? I'm a great creative person. I wanna design, I wanna help people, my clients. And then they realize that that's great, but to actually find the clients and get paid, there's the whole other role that they need to do, like a business owner, the CEO, that they haven't thought about. And, you know, talking about confidence is that usually, you know, the challenges in growing the business and with that, their confidence comes down and it depletes the confidence in their genius zone and those who have nothing to do with each other, right? But that's just how our brain works. Yeah. Instead of like, oh, can I borrow the confidence from my genius zone to grow my business? And that doesn't come naturally. So, you know, how I help them is I do help them. One of the things I do is help them definitely with their dreams, meaning the mindset and the belief about those dreams. And then, you know, we learn how to plan in the business, how to create, like teach them the business skills. So the marketing and the branding, the pricing, figure out my business structure and how I want to deliver those services. And then we make it easy to implement through high performance habits. So right. how am I focused and organized and create all that structure that I need to create for myself as a business owner? So I'm very effective with my time, but I still have the balance and have time for, you know, my family, myself, whatever, my passions, cabaret, for example, right? And other things. So <laughs> beautiful, beautiful. So how did you get started in this? 
Because you have a corporate background, right? Yes, I do. So there's a story to that. Yeah, <laughs> let's hear it. <laughs> so the story goes, I do have corporate backgrounds. So I've been corporate world for 13 years. I've been leading people for a good chunk of those years. And uh, so there was two things. The, the, the one the one event that happened is I was actually almost burned out in the corporate world. So there were some tough times in my role and I wasn't getting support that I was asking to get. And, you know, you working crazy hours. My kids were little. I was like working Saturdays and Sundays, like with no lights in the tunnel. And I really got upset at some point saying like, what the hell are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> this is not sustainable you can't do it and and if you don't take care of yourself well nobody will right in a way <clears throat> so I kind of was to my hand like I need to do something about it and I um, signed up for high performance kind of coaching to help me organize myself even better not that I wasn't in the beginning but like high performance habits are a totally new world but in through that it started thinking well I need to do something for me also right something like establish those boundaries and go with the things that i want to do that i want to grow into and so on and one of those things was empowering mostly women um and helping them succeed and you know because i have all that business skill and background that's how the stairway to leadership business coaching started so yeah <laughs> Wow, that's wonderful. That's so wonderful. And you've managed to stay in the business to business kind of model, mm -hmm. which is something that you know so well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and that's it's it's been an interesting pivot for me because I've had a business to business um, working relationship with clients mm -hmm. for over 25 mm -hmm. years. Mm -hmm. And now with my online or what we call in confidence recovery, we call it stage life because we all have a stage somewhere mm -hmm. where we need to show up. And uh, I and, and now I'm business to consumer. It's mm -hmm. quite a different model I'm finding as mm -hmm. apart from the fact and may, maybe that's not maybe that's not so much because it's I'm dealing directly with the my my consumers um, maybe it's more because I'm working online because I find mm -hmm. online is a very different world. Do you it find is. it much different? It is. And you know what? There is business to business. And yes, I do work business to business, but I work a lot with solopreneurs who so very small businesses, maybe agencies and so on. Right. You don't necessarily, you know, when you're dealing with corporation, you're trying to gain them as clients. There's a whole different world out there, right? You need to deal with a lot of people, figure out who makes the decisions one. Whereas in a small business or a solopreneur business, the owner is the business, right? So you are to an extent dealing like a consumer as well. So there's a little yeah. bit of both in that. Well, this is what I've noticed in my experience in a way. That's interesting. Yeah, I hadn't thought about that before. You're absolutely right because when when I when I approach a business client, I am trying to find the business that the, the key stakeholders and the decision makers and so on. And you're absolutely right. When you're dealing with small or solopreneurs, then it, it does make it uh, make it a lot more uh, straightforward to sort of saying what are your what are your objectives and and am I the right person to help you? Mm -hmm. Yeah. 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 So and then the online world, like, so do you yeah. help people with navigating that? 
I do. <clears throat> so it's part of definitely like part of a confidence building as well, right? An online world, when you market your business and you are a solopreneur, you're it. And people want to do business with people, with human beings, with their stories. That's how we relate. That's how we remember. That's what we, how we stand out, right? And and that's that's scary to do. And it yeah. was even for me in the beginning, right? Like putting yourself on camera and even even starting with the picture right i remember like such a big deal it was for me to put a picture oh, I hate it. Because, because i'm usually the one taking pictures of my family so i'm barely even on the family pictures i'm the one you know yeah. going out there running in behind my kids and like oh a smile here smile there so I remember first it took me forever just to like even oh I should put a picture of myself and then gradually get into like okay I'm gonna do a recorded video or live and so on. So and then it's the same with my clients when they start, not all of them are you know con not confident but just feeling at ease and just going out there and talking about themselves and so on. And then in a service-based business, it feels like you're selling yourself, yeah. which you know, we have been told, don't stand out, don't boast, don't, you know, focus on others, not on yourself. And that's completely different. And yes, you focus on your clients, but there's still that. So there is that portion. And then, you know, knowing kind of what content to post, right? So, you know, who is my client? What am I servicing? What is the content that I can post that's different? I don't like when people post the whole same thing, you know, like on the bandwagon with the templates, everybody posts the same quotes, like this is not me. So when I work with my clients, I'm like, no, we need to post something that's you, that showcases you. So what to post, what things to talk about, and then also a bit of copywriting. So how to write things and, you know, yeah, yeah. those are the yeah. only things that we, that we sort of talk about. Uh Copywriting is is a is a tricky one because you you do have to sound authentic, mm -hmm. and a, a lot of us went through an education system. You I know, mean, I, I went through a Canadian education system where we, you know, we we wrote in a different way, and certainly in England, I mean, you know, my children went to school here. They they learned there's a much different tone of voice when we write mm -hmm. than when we speak. Mm -hmm. And now, of course, because we want to come across as our own tone mm -hmm. of voice, then it it makes a huge difference when mm -hmm. we just when we when we're coming across as our own voice for a lot of people that can be really hard to write and and to to get into that kind of copywriting of you know being more casual or being more mm -hmm. sounding more themselves mm -hmm. yeah um and finding your tone of voice is something that you know large businesses spend a lot of time and money mm -hmm. on you mm -hmm. know mm -hmm. so that copywriting is an invaluable skill that you're offering there yeah yeah it is and especially for the service-based entrepreneurs, right? Like whether, again, other coaches or like if you're a designer or a thing, like you need, you are the voice of yeah. your company, you are the face, right? So I really believe that those type of businesses really should learn 
write their own copy. You don't need to do it all. You know, as the business grows, you can always outsource some of it, but you have to create some of that content yourself. But I will share one tip that I will yeah. share with my clients that, you know, might help. Because of course you're right. Like the moment we start thinking about writing and we sit in front of our laptop, our mind kind of then just changes and either you have a blog or you sound like a robot, right? <laughs> <laughs> so so one, one tip I wanna share is, you know, there's those, there's so many amazing apps. Speech notes is one of them. That's just, you can talk to your phone and then it does typing for you. So then when you talk to your phone, writing your content then you end up sounding more natural and then all you need to do is you know speech notes write it up for you and then you just correct you know the the mistakes because when i speak with an accent speech notes always makes you know has some words that misunderstands what i yeah, said but then i just correct it and that's one of the ways that it's you know feels more natural and then your writing is more natural because you're speaking instead of Typing. Okay, I'm getting speech notes. Speech notes. Um, yeah, speech notes. Okay. I mean, I know that there are a lot. So I'm I'm used to speaking. Mm -hmm. So you know, I I run large conferences, and I I'm used to mm -hmm. to. Uh, in fact, teleprompter puts me off. Mm -hmm. So, but I know that mm -hmm. there are lots of tools up there where you can type it out. Uh, yeah. I have an accountability partner. She has to type everything out, and then she uses that as her as mm -hmm. her teleprompter. I tried it once. I it, I just yeah. I'm much more organic. That's and that yeah. has to come across in my tone of voice. So that's really interesting to have a tool like that because that's that's the opposite, right? That instead of having a teleprompter where I've got to follow what I've said, it's now the opposite. I'm now saying uh, I can speak how I want to speak, and mm -hmm. then that's going to come across as me. So that's a really yeah. good tip. Yeah. 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 So your programs then, do they, are they kind of pre-made and then it's a program that I would go through over a number of weeks or is it all like individual? So it's a little bit of both. I don't sell for now anything, just the program. Because yeah. what I find without the support, a lot of those programs have very low rates of success just right. because it's very hard for people or for a lot of people to then okay go to the program but how do i implement in my situation right yeah so in my coaching what i do yes i do have recorded videos and number of them in six different modules that are kind of like mindset and high performance and marketing and branding whatever a bit of finance too because we need to know numbers right as business yeah. owners um that helps for that basic skill learning but then we actually in this individualized coaching that's when we you know adapt everything to Brilliant. each client so then they're really know easily step by step what they need to do like we remove all those problems that are there and all they need to do is go out there and actually do it Brilliant. Brilliant. I love that kind of mix of training and coaching. Mm -hmm. And, you know, that's, you know, most of us by now have bought courses before and mm -hmm. magically they don't do them, the things themselves. You know, mm -hmm. we have to, we have to actually implement them. And then, and then you're going, well, I understand what they're saying, but I don't know how to do that. And then, mm -hmm. and then we just move on to the next thing. And, you know, if we have a, if we have a, um, a, a little bit of an imposter voice that's saying, uh, we'll just go get another thing, or you're not enough of an expert yet, then that just feeds it. Yeah. So that's really yeah. great to have that hybrid. That's amazing. 
And so, and so your stage life is very much in terms of social media yes. and in terms of connecting people with yes. people that way. Yes. That's amazing. That, that's amazing. So do you, so do you spend a lot of time on social media yourself? I, do you know what I don't, <laughs> I don't, I, what I do definitely, you know, I have a group, right? So in my Facebook group, so I do spend time preparing content, but I write it off social media and then I schedule it. And even on my Instagram, I have an Instagram account. Yeah. And then yes, if you know, if I do a live training or kind of motivational things and so on, then I go live. But of course, I prepare ahead of time. But I'm like you, I don't use prompt times, I prepare, I read and then I go out there and speak. I think teleprompter were totally throw me off. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think it's great if you're an introvert and you need to really think mm -hmm. about what you want to say mm -hmm. and you want to read it back and mm -hmm. so on. Then mm -hmm. then that's great. But mm -hmm. you and I are much more of a like a you know we just we we think out loud. You know, it just just yeah. comes out. So it's so it's the opposite. So it's really it's interesting. But there are so many great tools out there to find. You know what that that pretty much anybody can yeah. can go live or have that stage life and that stage presence. Yeah. Um, and and I, and I would say the preparation is important. I'm glad you say that because a lot of people just go live and then they go, um, so I'm not really sure what I'm going to say. And I think, okay, <laughs> no. bye. <laughs> no. You need to, and you know, like for me, it's a respect for my audience, right? I'm still a professional. Yes. I want to be authentic. I don't want to sound like a robot, but I'm still a professional coach that wants to help the clients and I have a respect for their time. So I don't want to have a five minute talk in a 30 minute live just because I didn't think about it ahead of time and I don't know what to talk, right? Yeah. So for me, it's it goes both ways. It's a respect for your audience to prepare and bring something of value to them. And it also is stress reduction, right? Like it's very yeah. stressful. And I think it would be for me not being prepared and trying to figure things out on the go as opposed to having just a bullet points okay well this is what I'm going to talk about this I thought this through before and now I'm going and yeah I didn't you know so how do we say like I don't remember it by heart but I know exactly what I'm going to talk about and it has a logical sort of sequence to it and then I'm going to go and really serve my audience as opposed yeah. to just being live right there's a difference of oh I'm just live like a reality show as to I'm there to serve. Yes. In I love that you say that. I am. Yeah, I love that you say that about respecting people's time because it's not just, mm -hmm. I'm just here, I'm in my garden and I'm just going to talk mm -hmm. because I'm supposed to show up. That's that's mm -hmm. not the same thing. Having said that, if you have never gone live and you do that because you need to do that, then fair play, do that. Like really do that because that's a good place to start. And I would say even say like places like Clubhouse where you don't even have to be like on camera. Mm -hmm. and there's no like texting or anything. It's just audio, it's just live. It's just once you've said it, it's gone. You know, I would mm -hmm. say those kind of places are so great if you're not used to it. But you're right. You know, if you're actually going to add value, that's kind of the point of having social media, right? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I found it really interesting that, you know, I'm used to speaking to big audiences and I'm, <laughs> and I've done this for decades. So I'm pretty comfortable with that. And then I went on Facebook live and there would be like no audience. And that mm. was interesting. Or mm. even if there were audience, they would be in the comments. 
Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I find that really interesting because as an extrovert, I like to draw energy from being with people. Mm-hmm. Like I'd way rather be here with you, Maggie, where I can see you and we can, yeah. you know, rather than it just being audio or, te- or you know, you messaging or me messaging. Mm-hmm. It's it's just, I just enjoy that that interaction. And and I, I, I wonder, do you cover things like, you know, how to get more people onto your lives with, with in part of your program? I do. Yes, I do. That's because great. you're right. You know, it's sometimes and it's sometimes the thing that you think people might not be watching, but they are. They're not necessarily going in. And there's there's a lot of quiet listeners that sometimes and even I have them that sometimes, you know, I get a message or I've gotten even clients from people who say, you know what, like I've been watching you. I've been I'm following you for a while and I've never seen a post that a comment on there. I've never seen them on my live and yet they were watching. Okay. So, so social media is different where people can sort of, it's not like in the theater, you go and you sit and your bum is there. Yeah. (laughs) Can see you for right. You can sort of, people can hide the president. That's people are, you know, more introverted people that are even scared to comment they will watch you and they will still get value, but not necessarily show you that they're there. So that's one, but yes, you know, I do teach how to draw um, the audience. Consistency is definitely like one of the top things that you need to do on social media, showing up consistently. Um, But yeah, and, and I agree with you, like even, even doing a live with the comments for me, feels better than for example recording myself just on the video and speaking to an audience and then having no feedback whatsoever yeah so when i was recording the courses that like main portion of the course that was my challenge because i wasn't getting any feedback right yeah 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 i did when i did my first course i had because we're using Streamyard, mm-hmm. and so with Streamyard, if you haven't seen it before and you're listening you 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 have you can have guests that are in the green room so they're not on mm-hmm. camera they can mm-hmm. disappear they can see you you can see them as the host but but mm-hmm. they don't appear and so i did actually have um uh, someone in the green room watching and responding and reacting just so that I had someone to be talking to and it was yeah. it was very helpful but you can do if you don't have that you can always have somebody sitting in a chair behind your laptop and you know you just have to be careful of your eye contact and things if that if that's really important yeah. for you yeah yeah yeah, yeah. But yeah. it is that energy, you know, and that and that essence of you that can be really hard to convey mm-hmm. when you're recording and you're just looking at a green dot the whole time. <laughs> so, but isn't that interesting that, you know, people th- people always think, oh, yeah, it's easy mm-hmm. for you. It's like, no, we all have this, right? We're all working yeah. through this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, to, so, so leadership then. So, so I know you have corporate background, and we we talked about that. What? How does leadership come into it when you're working with sort of solopreneurs and you know or small businesses? Mm-hmm. How, how? Because I, I mean, my my whole world is you know leadership, and mm-hmm. I work with managers around you know what does it mean to be a leader and and what mm-hmm. are the skills and so on. So, how does the leadership kind of feed into your your program and your business? So in actually many ways, because I believe we're all leaders. I do. Okay. As human beings, we're all leaders. Sometimes we lead family, but we need to start with ourselves. Like, Like for me, leader leads by example. And you can't lead by example if you can't lead yourself. 
So even building that trust and relationship with yourself as a business owner, right? Like because I, I work with the business owners and doing what you say when you're going to do, right? Keeping your own promises. Be, then that comes with the time management, but it really starts in that leadership, right? If I committed to something, and even if it's to myself, and that's sometimes the hardest to do, right? When yeah. we commit to a client, to a best friend, we always sort of keep that promise, but to ourselves, it's not that easy. But starting there, that's what helps you actually become very effective with your time in your business, with the creativity and so on, and then grow your business to the point where you need employees and be ready or, or collaborators, whatever, and be ready to actually lead them. And in yeah. a way, you know, when you're a service business, and again, and especially if you're a coach and you have some sort of thought leader, then you're leading your audience. You need to lead them too. Right, that creating that movement or whatever. Let's say you're a health coach and you really believe in certain in things that you that you teach and you know how you want to help people. So you're creating that movement. Um, well, you are a leader, right? Yes, I mean, leader is somebody that people follow. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, and that doesn't have to mean that you're, you know, at the top of something like, a, you know, no. a lot of times people think of leadership no. roles as being, you know, top of a corporation or whatever, mm -hmm. but but it, it is yeah. about people follow. And I love what you said earlier, tying that in with, you know, that people are often following without you knowing, they're paying attention mm -hmm. to what you're doing, they're, mm -hmm. they're, they're, they're sharing your journey, you just aren't, aren't even aware mm -hmm. of it. Mm -hmm. So that makes a lot of sense yeah. to me. Yeah, you know, when I saw this funny uh, post, I think it was a post, but it was a picture of like one person talking to themselves and kind of like carrying the message. And they said, okay, well, this is a crazy person. But then the one person came in and started listening and it's a leader, right? So all it takes is to have one follower and you become a leader. You yeah. lead that person. <laughs> yeah, it's that's amazing. You know, I, I've heard some very successful, like highly successful you know kind of tony robbins kind of mm -hmm. grouping mm -hmm. uh talk about how you know they ran things for one person and there was somebody i can't actually remember who it was but it was a female entrepreneur talking about uh she was re leading these these tours like physical tours with people and one mm -hmm. person went to her first one and she said i could have canceled but i went mm -hmm. you know and i did yeah. the thing with the one person and then mm -hmm. other people you know were watching and and said i want to come mm -hmm. to the next one and you know so and you know when you think about oh, i've only got 10 people on my course or whatever it's like but if mm -hmm. you put those 10 people if i put those 10 people in my living room i'd be really happy with that I mean, mm -hmm. it, it would seem like a lot i'd have lots of things to say you know yeah. so yeah. so i i do i do think it, it we get too hung up on numbers and likes mm -hmm. and follows and all of those mm -hmm. kind of things it, it gets a bit crazy tell yeah. me about you know um a lot of people are using sort of va service and you mentioned this earlier yeah we were talking about things like tone of voice and so on. How do you transfer that over? Because if you, if our ultimate aim is to grow our business so that we are leading yeah. a larger business or yeah. you know a more successful business, how do we start to transfer to some of that over without uh, reducing the integrity of the brand? Yeah, so that's you know it is challenging, and then again, especially depending on you know what type of service you provide and so on. So you can definitely start, like I would say, start with VA services to not write the content, but maybe prepare it, edit it, 
research hashtags, schedule it, do graphics, whatever, right? And then ask the person, get, and, and if you do want to, let's say, outsource some of your content, I wouldn't say, like, you can't have a, your VA do a video for you. Right? No. <laughs> you need to be in the middle. But, but maybe some written content and so on, as they get to know you, they get to read the content you create, and then you train them and so on, then they can maybe start trying to understand your business, what you're all about, understand your clients, then you can slowly, I would say, um, have them write things, right? But you would need to be there to train them and oversee. So as you say, that brand message doesn't get lost and you don't create a brand and different brand just because it's a different person writing. So it's definitely tricky, but, but so it needs to be gradual unless, you know, you hire somebody like, um, super great copywriters that have that in their, in that they're experts and they know exactly what to do to for your brand not to lose that, right? So I guess it also depends who you hire. Yeah, yeah, you 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 do need to take a lot of care to find the mm -hmm. right the right person or people to do that. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, so if I don't have time to do my social media, social media is my my absolute nightmare. It's like. How do I, ha I have I have so much content. So I'm, I'm the opposite of what a lot of people kind of say, I don't have any content. I, mm -hmm. I have just a ridiculous amount. And yeah. and so it's it's finding the right thing. But then, but then you know, it's all of that, you know, posting it and finding the right graphic and so on. And, you know, you think, oh, well, I'll hire somebody and then they'll take that away. But you're right, you do have to work with them. Mm -hmm. And so you don't gain all of that time back for a while. You've got to. You, need to, you need to invest, right? You need to invest your time in your, you know, employee or, or, or subcontractor to then gain it, right? No matter what, it's like learning a new skill. You need to invest time in that skill to then gain that time. Um, so, but, but, you know, again, it's your business. You want it to be cohesive you want it to serve your audience the best so we do need to a little bit invest but you know again it it does depend on the on the experience you know if you hire somebody who's experienced work with people like that you might be paying higher rates but then you know it takes less time to bring them up to speed if you're deciding to hire maybe somebody more junior the rates are lower but then it requires more time for for them to get up to speed I mean that's the same with any any mm -hmm. job. Even if you're even if you're you're working in corporate life, that's how yeah. that works. Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. absolutely. Exactly. You get an apprentice; it'll take a little while, and that's mm -hmm. the investment. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay, so Maggie, I wanted to um, shift gears a little bit and take you into the world of cabaret. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Are you familiar with cabaret? Have you been to a cabaret? You know what? I haven't been to a live one. I would love to. Like one of my dreams is to go probably to Moulin Rouge. Oh. <laughs> that would be great. Me too. But I am familiar. I haven't. I haven't seen like a real, you know, real deal show live. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting because it's the it's the one thing where you know when people join Confidence Through Cabaret community, they'll say, "I had to look up what cabaret is," <laughs> and then I have to say. I'm not going to teach you how to do that. I mean, I 
I can, and we have a member site that has uh, sort of master classes that talks about you know uh, more more business and and work life sort mm -hmm. of stuff. But 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 I've done I have actually by by popular demand done some you know chair dancing and floor working mm -hmm. and things workshops mm -hmm. on there as well because people are like I really want to learn how to do this and mm -hmm. and it, my intention is never to teach people how to do cabarets more to to just make them feel comfortable in their body yeah. because yeah. we want to be able to take up space we want to be able to feel good yeah. and even if our body isn't where we want it to be we still have to love it how it is today mm -hmm. and for me cabaret well, for, for everything cabaret is for everybody but that is my favorite part of cabaret mm -hmm. so there isn't anybody that you know would say i'm too old i'm too young i'm too this size or that size or whatever <laughs> there is it just doesn't it just doesn't it's just not a thing um and so i and i love that i love that about mm -hmm. cabaret so if you were going to perform in a cabaret act and you know like cabaret can be uh anything from dance singing comedy i mean all any comedian you can name started a little cabaret you know some little basement or some some sort of you know uh they all talk about the dive that they used to work in and you know so i mean those are all cabaret right that the, the real distinction is is very often about the small venue and so um and so actually arguably moulin rouge has its roots in in, in cabaret but is now huge yeah yeah <laughs> It was like a, it's like a, uh, yeah, it's like a, like a massive version of a cabaret number. So, but if you were going to perform in cabaret, mm -hmm. what one prop would you want to take on stage with you? One prop? Yeah. Well, a chair. You can do a okay. lot of things with a chair. Yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> yes, you can. You absolutely can. I mean, the th the thing is with a chair is that you can you like you can you, uh, you can I mean chair dance is a whole thing, right? You mm -hmm. can you can dance with it. You can sit and mm -hmm. move your legs and cross your legs. Yeah, it's just so much fun, and also it gives you an opportunity to be to be able to set sort of different temperament as well, because you could be more like aggressive, or you could be more mm -hmm. genteel and soft, and mm -hmm. you know you can play with it. So I like the chair. That's nice. That's nice. You could you could. I'm just sort of picturing you. You could put your legs across one arm. <laughs> okay. And what is your what is your stage name? What are they introducing you as? Oh. Gee, that's a tough question. I have no idea. <laughs> you do know. You do know. It's in there. You know it. And in fact, you've already said it to yourself, probably. Oh, I did? <laughs> yeah, you probably did. Okay, so I'll tell you something funny that, that yeah. you and I didn't discuss before we recorded this. When we met, we met uh -huh. as, I'm, as Helen. Mm -hmm. um, and I forgot to tell you that, oh, no, my name is Heather. Uh -huh. um, <laughs> I know. And that is because Helen is my stage name. Oh, so, so I, so I have socials that I had set up because I'm a, an, an aerial and cabaret uh, burlesque performer. So I had, um, I had Helen set up years before as part of my aerial world. And so on. And I, I didn't really want to bring that into the mainstream. I didn't, you know, I was working with corporate clients. I didn't really want them to see me doing things. You know, I, I didn't want them to prejudge me running a conference. Mm -hmm. And, and so I, and so I set up this uh, uh, account as Helen. And then when I started Confidence Through Cabaret, then I set up as Heather and my Helen is still running and the algorithm works that people will say, hey, would you like to be friends with Helen? And I'm good with that because I'm, <laughs> I'm comfortable with it. I and I think they're, they're very, they're very different um, energies to them. Mm -hmm. And I recently revamped Helen. I was Helen back for years. 
mm-hmm. um, and that reflected my my own kind of uh, history and background. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of aggression and angst and pain, mm-hmm. and and I liked to to make uh, things feel uncomfortable, and mm-hmm. you know, um, and and that that kind of gave me power to take up space. And mm-hmm. then during the pandemic, I thought. I don't want to be re- reflect that character anymore. It's mm-hmm. still part of me. It's still it always will mm-hmm. be. But I want to be able to play with with more subtle kind of temperament. Mm-hmm. You know, when you think about things like leadership, you know, there are different temperaments and there are different things mm-hmm. that you need to apply, and there are different mm-hmm. ways that uh, you know and, of communicating. Different ways, mm-hmm. and sometimes people need more support. Sometimes people need need more direction. Sometimes mm-hmm. you know all of those, and so and so that's what I love about this the stage persona is kind of like a. Ha, w- what informs what we need to be aware of and, and mm-hmm. doing as our mm-hmm. energy. So that's why I ask you that question. What is your energy? What is your, what yeah. would your stage? You know, <laughs> it's hard, but you know, my husband was telling me um, last, actually yesterday. So I'm going to share, I'm going to be vulnerable here. <laughs> Sam, cool. usually I'm, I can be extroverted, but I'm usually calm. You know, like I bring, I, I am a calm person. And even through my corporate world, because we we deal with so many crazy things that I learned to be really calm so I can react, so I can like make quick, good decision when there's like emergency going on and so on, right? Right. So to most people know me as this kind of calm Maggie, who, you know, talks and doesn't have a problem talk or show her idea, but it's usually calm. But I can be crazy, not crazy. I can be this person, you know, a goofy person. Oh, and it usually it usually comes out when I'm really like around family, people who I love, who I'm very comfortable with. And still in person, you know, I still haven't figured out how to show it in a camera. Like I, that guy just doesn't. It's not. It's not like I'm holding it back, but it's just not coming out. <laughs> yeah. So 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 I don't know what the name would be. I would have to think about it. But that's definitely something I could show and cover it. That yeah. That, that sits in there that doesn't show up too often. <laughs> Amazing. And maybe it is something like Crazy Maggie. You know what I mean? Like something that's sort of, you know, it's the same name, but just like a like a descriptor that that yeah. just yeah. that's just just plays. Yeah. I, and I love that because, you know, there there are times, like certainly in the corporate world, we're very much encouraged to fit in with the culture mm-hmm. and do the thing, right? Like that's yeah. what we're supposed to do. <laughs> And then we're not supposed to. So I, I never showed vulnerability in my work because I felt like my clients didn't want me to because then they would think, oh, well, if she's vulnerable, we're all in trouble, you know. So I'd be like, yeah, I got this. You get to be vulnerable. It's fine. You know, that's what I got paid for. Um, but, but uh, you know, I, and then there were a few times because my husband passed away about two and a half years ago. And uh, and and he it happened while I was away running a conference. Oh, wow. So I had to tell them. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of came out, and then the whole club was a massive pharmaceutical company. So then all of the clients within there, the stakeholders, they all came to know, and you know they all sent me lovely messages, and it was great. But it mm-hmm. it changed the the kind of persona that I was engaging mm-hmm. in, and it wasn't mm-hmm. that I was being fake. It was just that I had boundaries around what I chose mm-hmm. to share and didn't. Mm-hmm. 
And I think that's a good thing in business to have those boundaries. But I also think it's fun to be able to play and to be able to be, you know, goofy Maggie. It's it's fun. It's really fun, you know. And I think I think you know we if it it, it it's endearing because we can get to know you and we can feel like you know we connect and that's that's so wonderful. So I'm expecting to see some sort of a live Maggie where you're just doing something <laughs> random. <laughs> and you know, I don't have problems, especially with my clients, to crack jokes and like do you know some humor. But no, if I like, I need to. I definitely need to like just let myself go and just let it come out naturally right because yeah. like, i do it mostly in in an environment like with people who i love and, and it's just a, it's a different relationship right it's a different relationship law for your family is different than law for your clients and who you help and so on right <laughs> Yeah, yeah, and I think you know you can do it. You can play. You can be playful yeah, and yeah. do a touch of that. Do a touch yeah. of that. <laughs> okay, so where can we find you online? So the easiest way is probably on my website www.stairwaytoleadership.com, and that's where I have the links to my social media, link to my Facebook group. So that's probably the easiest way to find me. Amazing. And what's your Facebook group called? Women Entrepreneurs with Passion for Life. And then yeah. number four, it's, yeah, four. Brilliant, brilliant. But if you go to stairwaytoleadership.com, then you can find Maggie wherever she is. Reach out if you, if you are someone that is either... Um, you know don't know where to start or you you know you want you want to you want someone to, to work with you through this or probably I'm gonna say even Maggie am I right in saying somebody who maybe has stalled like they started and then they stalled yeah. and then yeah 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 reach out because yeah. you know I the way the main way that my imposter syndrome shows up is I don't like to ask for or accept help mm -hmm. right that's a really yeah. uncomfortable thing mm -hmm. for me and and you know for for a lot of us we're struggling and it's so much more effort and it's so much harder and sometimes we don't even get there you know mm -hmm. we, and and so and so we need a guide and we need someone to take us through and we need someone to to just show us the way so so do reach out to to maggie um you know get in touch on the website or or find her on, on the social medias and um yeah, it's 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 worth it to have a guide. I wish I had had a guide when I started. I didn't have a clue what I was doing, and I just always felt like I was in over my head. <laughs> and it's funny that you say that. You just said like that imposter syndrome shows up as not wanting to get help because we think that we should know it all. I actually wrote a content a copy on this just this morning. So I have this little habit where I just sit down and write things. So from my own experience, my clients, whatever I see, and this is exactly what I wrote today. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. You see, we were meant to talk. <laughs> we are very similar, Maggie. <laughs> oh, I have loved having you to chat with today. I really have. And I do hope you come back and, and mm -hmm. share with us, uh, you know, how you're getting on. I love to, you know, I, I think it's great in a podcast when, when you find somebody interesting and then you reach out to them. I, I do. I think that's that's wonderful and that's that's my that's my true hope is that is mm -hmm. that people reach out and you know and, th and that we can collaborate and mm -hmm. um 
but I also like to check back in and kind of go, it's not just like a, okay, nice to meet you, bye. It's like, let's check back in, let's see what's going on. Let's, you totally. know, totally. yeah, yeah. So so I would love to do that with you. Yeah. Um, but in the meantime, uh, get in touch with Maggie and find out where she is and and then and then follow the crazy goofy journey and find out what Maggie does with this. I'm very excited. We might even see something involving a chair. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? You don't know. You don't know. She might get inspired. <laughs> Thank you so much, Maggie. It's been such a pleasure getting to know you and hearing Thank your story. You Thank you for having me. It's been a blast. Oh, that's it's been a pleasure. It really has. So uh, this is Heather Jean, and I'm reminding you that it is your body, your world, and your stage. Take up space, own it. That's Thank you, everybody. Right. Yes. <laughs> Thank Bye. you, everybody. Bye.